Hey everybody, welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey, your host. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, welcome. This podcast, just so you know, is meant for physical therapists and physical therapist students who are looking to grow your fundamentals, but in bite-sized segments of time so that you can do whatever else it is that is important to you and basically live your best life, right? Today, we're going to take a little detour away from the cervical spine and move down towards the knee. So some of you guys are probably rejoicing right now. Now, today we're covering Oshkosh-Schlatter. Most PT schools cover this, um, but we're going to cover what exactly it is, what it looks like, and what we do with it. So in terms of what it is, Oshkosh-Schlatter is just another name for attraction apophysitis of the tibial tubercle. Because remember, this happens in our skeletally immature athletes. So just as a little refresher of like what's going on in that area, if we're talking about like anatomy, the tibial tuberosity is basically where the patellar tendon inserts on the inferior aspect of the knee. So if you're running your hand down onto your shin, you'll feel a little bony prominence. Whoop, there it is, right? And so with skeletally immature athletes, The tibial tubercle is a secondary ossification center, so they are still developing their bone, right? Around, well, let's say less than age 11, that area is mostly basically cartilage. And then apophysis forms between ages 11 to 14, and then it finally fuses, the apophysis fuses with the proximal tibial epiphysis between ages 14 to 18 years old. And however, the physis is the weak point in the muscle tendon bone attachment. And so what can happen with these athletes is they can develop anterior knee pain that's insidious, usually not really traumatic from basically a repetitive extensor mechanism stress, like jumping and sprinting. And so risk factors that are associated with developing this are For sports, playing basketball, volleyball, sprinters, gymnastics, and football. It tends to be a little bit more common in males versus females. And in males, we're looking at the age bracket between like 12 to 15 years old and in girls 8 to 12 years old when they are more at risk to develop this or if they've experienced a sudden growth spurt and are also doing a lot of repetitive activities like we discussed. This can kind of start out to where they're having pain while they're doing these activities, and then the pain, once the activity subsides, then starts to decrease. And now that pain will be anterior, as I mentioned, can be more of a dull ache. Um, But when we're seeing them in our clinic, there are certain things that you're, you're looking for, One would be checking out where the insertion is. Is it tender to palpation? There could even be an enlarged prominence at the tibial tubercle um, or tenderness over the patellar insertion site. They might have pain with their knee extension MMT and pain with active or passive knee flexion as well. And they're, of course, going to have pain with running, jumping, direct knee trauma, kneeling, and squatting. So now these patients may get imaging, uh, especially if 
their presentation is really severe or unusual. Uh, it'd usually just be like an x-ray to rule out fractures, infection, or a bone tumor. But you would find on that imaging an elevated tibial tubercle with potentially some soft tissue swelling, fragmentation of the apophysis, or calcification in the distal patellar tendon. However, these can be normal findings and on imaging, and so it's really important to combine the imaging with your clinical exam to make sure it's actually symptomatic and you're, you're not doing a, a lazy exam. Other differentials to keep in mind would be for patellar tendonitis, osteomyelitis of the tibia, Perthes disease, synovial pica injury, and infectious apophysitis. They all sound lovely. Luckily, in terms of what we do, this condition has a pretty good prognosis. It can be very self-limiting and, and takes time. It can take months to years, but typically what we're doing with these patients is what we would do for any other overuse injury. So you are trying to essentially t- give them relative rest and activity modification because we're trying to disrupt the cycle that's causing the injury to the tissue to occur in the first place. So you're, you're trying to bring that threshold down to where, okay, pain is being managed, and then they might do formal PT to help build up the environment as well. So some risk factors that are associated, have been associated with this condition are tight quads and hamstrings, so people will throw in stretches for that, but it's also typically a lot of strengthening for these muscles as well. And then ideally as they mature into adulthood, we are hoping that... Um, the apophysis is fused already and we're not dealing with that, although some people can have knee pain into adulthood. In severe cases, they can go undergo surgery for this as well, but they really try and avoid that as much as possible. So there we go. That's it for today, guys. I hope this makes sense. Essentially what you should have gotten from this was, what is Oshkosh-Ladder? Why does it happen in the first place? And how can we catch it and do something about it? If you can answer all those questions, great. If not, maybe listen back or shoot me an email if you have any questions. You can email me at ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at pt underscore snacks. I love hearing from you guys, so don't be a stranger. And if you really like this show, you would be doing wonders for me if you were able to write a positive five-star review on wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to support the show, there's some links below for buy me a coffee. Even if it's $3 a month, that's really helpful. Now, if you are trying to either renew your license, get some CEUs, or maybe do some prep work for a specialty exam like the OCS or SES, MedBridge is offering listeners 40% off just for using the promo code, which is fantastic. Promo code is PT Snacks Podcast. They have thousands of CEUs and webinars and specific coursework. And they even have an option for a home exercise program for patients where you can piece together pictures of exercises that you either print off for your patient or you can give them a link and they can even see videos of these exercises themselves. So I use it every day. It's super beneficial. If you don't need it, don't worry about it. But that's it for today, guys, and until next time.